the table at the, the top of the table at the moment. So there's a big encounter there for uh, India Viva on uh, on Saturday, on Saturday evening um, uh, between between uh, Leinster and um, and Ulster. They're, they're playing the Champions Cup uh, game, and that will be uh, a big game. It's a big sellout in in the Viva Stadium on 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 Saturday evening. So again. Uh, uh, a lot of people will be glued to the television and uh, um, to to see how that game goes on uh, uh, at the weekend. That's it. So plenty of plenty of rugby on the TV for uh, for rugby fans over the weekend. And I suppose just looking at Connacht as well because they're it's a, it would be our local team there. And I suppose when you, when you look at the likes of you just mentioned there, Kale and Blade getting the hat trick of uh, of tries. The likes of Jack Carty and all that, you know, players like kind of that that were in the that were in uh, in the Ireland team in the past. Is there enough games left in this season for maybe to for them to try and get into Andy Farrell's thought, or is it kind of is it kind of coming too late for them not not having enough matches so that they can maybe get it get in, into um, <coughs> Andy's thoughts? No, well, you see, the the, the thing with rugby. Uh, uh, in, is that there's a lot of rugby yet to play between the, the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup, uh, and and the you see there that there's a you know uh, and the, the danger there is that you know some players will get injured and that will open it up for other players. So mm. uh, again, there's there's no doubt that some players have a have an opportunity um, to to get in. Keelan Blade would be an obvious one that I would see that. Would be chopping at the bit there to 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 get his place. So, uh, is as good in my book as uh, what's there. Uh, you know, to get at least the the third choice uh, from half uh, would be a great achievement uh, for him. Um, you know, to, to and to join the likes of of Mark Mark Hansen and Bondiaki uh, um, and uh, Phil Milan. So they, you know, they, that's the way it is. There, there may there may be others, uh, but you know, as I said, the time may be running out for other for other players as well. And, well you know, the Jack Carty and uh, uh, Dennis Buckley are are still uh, sidelined with injury. Not sure whether they'll pass the fitness test uh, uh, for for this weekend yet. And of course, another kind of a local man as well. I know he plays for Leinster, Luke Henshaw. Um, he the, the way he's playing and the way he played in the Six Nations there in a few of the games. Uh, you know, he he be he should be definitely part of the plans anyway. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about it that uh, Henshaw uh, has galvanised his position. He came, like he, he he came back from injury and uh, it looked that he. That he was, you know, playing playing rugby all the time. He, you know, he mm-hmm. he, he had an outstanding game against uh, against England. That's it. And I suppose moving on uh, finally to the women's Six Nations. Obviously, the men's team had a very successful Six Nations as well. And I suppose the, those players are back to back to their their clubs now as well. And uh, so we're, we're it's now turning the attention to quite rightly the women. Uh, it's time for their for them to shine now and get their opportunity to shine. And uh, they were away to uh, they were away to Wales. Yeah, away to Wales. <clears throat> he travelled to Wales uh, in Cardiff um, with a very young team, uh, a lot of new caps, um, the players there 
for the first time. So, um, again, they came up against a very organised uh, uh, Wales team that have been together for some time. And that's the difficulty <clears throat> that the uh, coach and management will now have that he that he's blended a new team together um, to have the same experience as other teams in the group. So uh, they they definitely were were outclassed in the set pieces. Where they, they were a very strong side Wales. Um, this weekend is going to be uh, very difficult for them in Cork as well as they're coming up against a very uh, strong French side. So. A lot of work uh, needs to be done at, at that level and, you know, probably a higher standard of rugby and maybe that players coming through the AIL, maybe the AIL system uh, for a lot of these players isn't high enough that there's uh, seven or eight players of the of the current international team uh, playing in the Premiership in, in, in England uh, on a weekly basis to try and, uh, and improve their game. So, Maybe that's, you know, that we have to, to look at that structure uh, and it is different in, in the women's structure uh, than the men's structure. And uh, maybe that we, we need to pull more maybe interventions or the top players and that they're together and have, have more games to bring them up to speed. That's it. And uh, that, that would be great. And I think, you know, you mentioned last week as well that... Uh, you, you know, from from the point of view, we're we're missing a lot of, a lot of players as, as well uh, uh, who are playing sevens as well. That that can be a draw. Maybe you know some of them are players that maybe could have made a difference. Maybe against Wales or could make a bit, could make a difference against France. If we're missing them, uh, that's a pity, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Because they they normally sevens players are the are are normally good more backs than forwards, but they're. Uh, yeah, if they get the ball, they probably some experienced players there at sevens level. But unfortunately, like that, it's up front that we're uh, that we're suffering uh, at the present time. And uh, you know, we need to 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 get a very to have a serious look at uh, at the overall forwards and see can can we get players or or improve on the situation or well, you know, coming up against very strong, nearly professional sides of. Of both France and England, it is going to be very tough for a lot of them young girls. That's it. Well, we'd, we'd like to wish the, the Ireland team all the best against uh, France this weekend against a very tough France, like, like you were just saying. So, uh, and finally, we 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 have to mention a very special function that's that's coming up. Um, your the the Craig's dinner dance. Yeah, Easter Saturday, the eighth of April, uh, which is Saturday week. Uh, yeah, it's just coming on top of us. So there, uh, it's a, a great, a great occasion. It'll be a great occasion to celebrate uh, the the two cups and the presentation of medals and all to to uh, the the two teams, both our first and to our second team, and also the, you know that there's a lot of other awards um, for uh, to be given out on the night as well. So uh, again, we will have. Uh, Mary Healy, the captain of uh, Connacht's uh, uh, women's rugby team, uh, president will have Park Morton, pre- president of of Connacht, uh, John Carr, uh, chairman of competitions committee, uh, Sue Carty, uh, 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 she's Craig's player from Castlery, uh, but um, now is uh, on the IRFU committee and also on World Rugby. So. Uh, again, like there's a good lineup of of guests and there, and 
uh, people are really looking forward to it. It's uh, from what I'm told, it's nearly a sellout at this stage. That's great. To, that's great to hear. And uh, of course, uh, and 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 of course, it's going to be a great night and a, a night you're going to enjoy yourself as well. So we'd like to wish everyone a great night on the night and well done to to Craig's on a successful season. And of course, this weekend. Uh, they still have another match to look forward to so listen thanks very much for taking the time out Adrian to do uh, Rugby View and we look forward to doing it all again next week thank you Aidan no problem Ho- hopefully hopefully we'll have a, a win for, for Craig to uh, report for their uh, a win in the in the playoff or whatever so we'll talk to you next yeah. week so thanks very much and that was Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby doing all things rugby Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome to this week's uh, Roscommon County Athletics with myself, Aidan Raftery. And of course, as always, we have Siobhan Caro. Hello Siobhan, how are you? Are you well? Aidan, hi, how are you? How's things? Not too bad, no, not too bad. Uh, yeah, so there's we, we had uh, Holly on there during the summer and uh, all of her great achievements. And it's great to follow that up with uh, with local stuff. I'm sure she, she's doing well on her end. We, we'll, uh, we might touch on that later on, but... Uh, there's there's been plenty there's been plenty going on um you know in the past co- in the past couple of months hasn't there including uh, it's been a, a busy day in the indoors uh, in 2023 uh, with recite and I see there that Laura Laura and Colm uh, Colm Fitzgerald in the under 15s and Emily Klein in the under 14s in the high jump uh, yeah so there's there's been plenty going on there. Yeah, so um, the national um, indoor championship takes place this weekend, um, the first and the second of April. Um, this is day two and day three. Last weekend was the relays. Um, County Roscommon had no uh, teams in it. Um, so this weekend, yeah, we have eight competitors from Roscommon. Um, there is one from Lockery AC, which is Andrew Nolan. Andrew will take part in the under-12 shot put. And then there's two athletes from Reside um, AC, um, Colin Fitzgerald, um, uh, who was well used to the track, um, came fourth last year in both the 60 metres and the 60 metre hurdles. So we'll be hoping for maybe a little bit of silverware there for Colin. So Colin will take part in the 60 metre hurdles under 15. Um, and then the other girl, Emily Klein, um, a lovely high jumper. Um, so she'll take part in the under 14 high jump. Um, and then we have five athletes from St. Valley AC. Um, Holly Kilroe. Um, Holly is qualified for the 200 metres, 400 metres and 800 metres. Um, but this weekend, Holly isn't running. Um, she's just a slight injury. So she'll be stepping back from this competition, unfortunately. And um, then we have an Amy Rogers. Um, Amy is running under 15, 60 meter sprint. Um, then we have Marin Mulry. Um, Marin will run the under 13, 600 meters. And then we have two high jumpers. We have Dylan Hoven. He'll do the under 14 high jump. And then Roisin Brennan will do the under 15 high jump. So a nice few competitors there in the nationals from Couturist Common. You know, it's hard to get you know, to the All-Ireland. So it's great. It's great to see so many new um, athletes coming up. That's it. And it's great to see the, the level of envi- of involvement uh, from, Roscommon, from Roscommon clubs and long may it continue. And, you know, it just goes, uh, it, it seems that, uh, you know, the future of athletics in Roscommon and, uh, you know, the, the quality of the, the quality of the athletes in Roscommon that are coming through at underage level, including Holly, 
um, and her achievement, it's uh, it seems to be going really well and it's great for the future of athletics in the county, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and very important. Um, you know, athletics is getting stronger, um, very much so, and it's lovely to see. Um, you know, going back years ago, it would be very hard to make an All-Ireland. And now, you know, we have 8 and 10 in the All-Irelands, which is, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, this is the first start of the big season, so the season starts um, with the indoors, um, and then it'll take to the outdoors then later on around June time. That's it, and I mean the, these took these are taking place in uh, the TUS and at Lawn. And That's right, been, and, yeah, it is a great venue. I've been there a couple of times uh, with, with, with duties and things like that, and it's very impressive the quality of the the facilities there. Um, you know, over the last number of years, actually, I think you know athletics events have been held held there, and uh, you know it just goes to show you the the kind of facilities that are available in Athlone and indeed around the around the country. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, they, it's now the venue for the national indoors, um, and will will probably stay that way. It's probably the top indoor in Ireland um, at the moment, um, a massive facility. And to be quite honest, I think we're very blessed as a county to, you know, to have it on our doorstep as part of our training, um, you know, just to have it up the road. So, yeah, it's a super venue. That's it. And it's great. It's great to see that now. And then we're moving on to uh, Suck Valley. Plenty of activity for uh, Suck Valley. All four roads, all roads um, lead to TUS at loan for Suck Valley Athletics Club. Obviously, um, Holly Clarone, under 18, 400 and 800 metres. Amy Rogers, under 15, 60 metre sprint. Uh, Murray and uh, Mullery, the th- under 13, 600. And Dylan, hoping, like, like we were saying there as well, uh, the under 14 high jump. And Roisin, uh, Roisin Brennan, under 15 high jump. So there's plenty going on there in uh, Suck Valley as well, isn't there? Oh, yeah, and it's great to see, like, with two um, new clubs there um, over recent years, which is Suck Valley is one, and Reside um, ACA in Agrabi, and both of them is thriving for new clubs that's, you know, only up and coming over the last two or three years. The results are really, really up there. As we can see, there's five from Suck Valley and two from Reside in the Nationals, which is really massive for new clubs. That's great, and it's great to see that. And of course, you you know, the more that that happens, and the more that these these kids win as they're as they're going up through the grades, it'll attract more people, and I'm sure there's there's more kids signing up. But I suppose an, another factor in that as well is, uh, you know, athletics in the schools is great to see. You know, because a lot of skill, a lot of schools have sports days and different things, and kind of that's where so, some of the kids get their first uh, sample of. Sport, I suppose, in athletics, exposure to athletics, and it's great to see it because I suppose in today's society, when you, when you look at it, uh, some sometimes kids like the PlayStation or the Xbox or something. So it's great to see kids getting involved, uh, you know, getting involved, getting out there and getting involved in athletics, in athletics or any sport. It's brilliant to see it, isn't it? And obviously, you can see it now in the fruition from from the different clubs. Uh, you know, the you know kids get the underage underage kids getting to. Uh, all Ireland, all Ireland level, and things like that. It's great to see it, and it just got. It's I suppose it's a testament as well to the quality of the coaching that's going on around County Roscommon as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, there's some super coaches out there. You know, dedicating their spare time, um, to all these new clubs, and yeah, the proof is there. They're getting the qualifying 
um, you know, for the nationals and, you know, walking away with kind of medals, which is absolutely fantastic. That's it. And uh, finally, there are, and then moving on to uh, uh, best of luck to Andrew from Lockery Athletics Club. Um, yeah, he, he's doing very well as well. Could you tell us a little again. bit about Andrew? So, yeah, so Andrew, again, they're they're all new. And again, a club that kind of had stalled a bit there for a couple of years, you know, um, and with COVID and everything, they were kind of struggling to get back. But again, new coaches gone in. And, you know, it's lovely to see field events. I think it's very important because most of it would be always kind of geared towards the track and it was always track events. So it's lovely to see these field events coming up and actually getting to that level and, and going for national at shot putts and high jumps. And it's brilliant, brilliant to see. That's it. Please God, I mean, we have more. That's it. And I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's not just all about, uh, you know, just running and absolutely. And there's other things like discus and other other kind of absolutely. athletics yeah. events as well, which is yeah. great. So I think that's the great thing about uh, athletics. There is something for everyone. Uh, if if one thing doesn't suit a child, another another thing might be more suitable for them. And that's the great thing. I suppose it's a bit like rugby as well. There's a position for every every type Absolutely. of child. Yeah. You know, that's great. Yeah, which is great, which is great. As you said, you know, not everyone is a runner, but there's loads of other events there. Um, and they're getting very strong, um, you know, in these, the likes of the shot push and the high jump. And as you said, you know, it's great to see. Wonderful. And of course, uh, there's, there's another thing like when we were growing up and things like that, um, we, we all remember uh, what was going on in Mosney. That was a, a great, you know, with the, the community games as well. And uh, I suppose that's another that that's another uh, taster and where I suppose kids, school kids in primary school and things and co- coming upwards, I suppose that that's their goal to kind of to guide it. Well, what was Mosney, but the, to get the community games level isn't it it's it's great to see that as well isn't it uh, have you got any news on things like that yeah so it's great to see um community games is a basis i think for all children to be honest and it's where holly started um to me it is the groundwork of you either love athletics or you don't let it be a track or the field um and all these events from the jumps to the trolls uh you know to the hurdles all these take part in community games so, yeah, it's great to see. So we're back up and running again this year and we're looking forward to it. So our county event will take place on Thursday, the 11th of May. And that will take place at the convent grounds in Roscommon. Um, so that will be the area. So the area is uh, called Roscommon Kiltiefen. So that will be the start of it. And they will go forward to county and that will take place. I think they're not fully sure. Um, is it going to take place actually in Thusatlone this year? They're waiting to come back and see. So the date for that isn't fully out yet. Um, but our local one, as I said, is the Thursday, the May the 11th, and it starts at 5.30 in the convent grounds. That's great. And uh, another another thing another thing that we want to mention is dates for the diaries. Dates for the diaries. Well, that's a particular one. So again, the community games, the Roscommon Kiltiven area will take place on Thursday, the 11th of May, and that's at 5.30. Um, and going on to the senior, um, the Harriers, um, as we do call it, our adult running club, yeah. um, a great club, and uh, big groups out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, training, you'll see them around the town. So they run a 5K series, um, and that's run over the month. So that's starting um, the 7th of April is the first evening. It starts at Hannan's Hotel and that's at 7.30. And so it's the 7th, it's the 14th, it's the 21st and the 28th of April. 
And this um, is for, is, is for someone, for people with, of all abilities, I suppose. All abilities, you go out and you just do your 5K series. You know, it's a fun enjoyment. Um, yes, you'll probably have the good strong runners tracking for their times as well, which is great. You need a bit of both. But a uh, great club and very well, well ran. And yeah, so that's something that's up and coming for anyone that wants to go. And then we have the county children's games. Um, so this is where the smaller ones start off. The under nines, tens, and elevens to give them a taste. So that county event is on the twenty second of April in Coos, um, in Athlone again. And then the senior one of that, which is the under twelve to under nineteen, which is the next age group, that'll take place on the sixth of May. That's great. So there, there's plenty yeah. going on, and uh, for all ages and abilities, which which is great. And as I said earlier on. Uh, you know, it's great. To, it's all it's all inclusive, really, as well. And then I suppose another another side to athletics as well. Um, aside from that, is also the Special Olympics. So there's swimming and there's running and that as well. And it's, it's great to see that as well. That's been going for many years as well. What are your thoughts on the Special Olympics as well? Oh, look, any exercise at any level for anybody, it's all good. Yeah, both good for the mind and body. You know, um, and it's so positive. And the people you're surrounded by are all positive, which is to me all good. And of course, uh, you know, in all of, in all of those clubs around Roscommon as well, it's great to see the you, you know the great coaches uh, giving up their time and indeed the students, uh, uh, you know, to benefit them. And uh, of course, they they could be the future Holly Kilrose or the future Rob Heffernan's for the, in the walking. Uh, you, you know, it, it's down to those coaches and of course the hard work from. Uh, from the kids themselves or, or the, the athletes themselves? Absolutely. It's combined, yes, the good coaches and the dedication from the athlete, you know. Um, and look, at it's great to see. And for younger ones, it's great to see that they can achieve this. It is possible. You know, it's not just reading about it. It is, it is happening. And as you can see, the town itself, between handball players and with boxers and it's just running. It's just rugby players. They're all on national teams. They're all up there, which is absolutely fantastic. That's it. And I mean, when you see, uh, you know, the, uh, I know it's going off athletics slightly, but, uh, you know, the Roscommon, uh, the uh, Common of Mercy there, doing well oh, in sports as yeah. well. And, uh, you know, what uh, we've seen there, Ashley Hanley has been, been doing well. She's on the, the county team as well. And, you know, with, with what happened to her, she she's uh, she didn't let that hold her back, and uh, with the cochlear implants, um, you know, so it, it is for all a bit, uh, uh, you know, people with abilities uh, with with all levels of ability, and uh, it's great to see what's going on. Absolutely, and so positive, amazing girl, a great role model. Again, you know, um, for others to, that anything is possible. Put your time, effort, and hard work, and you can achieve anything you want. And of course, Holly is a is is a is a good is a good point there as well. From you know, she she's a local girl, so she's showing local girls that you know people from Roscommon, If you put in the work, what you can achieve, which is great, isn't it? Ah, it is, and it's wonderful to see, and we are very proud of her. Um, but you know, and it's hard work. The dedication is there, and sometimes it doesn't go to plan at the moment. Now she's just having a little hiccup with. You know, hip problems, shin spins, she was out um, there for a couple of months and I suppose coming back at it hard, this is what happens. But she'll get there. She'll get there. It's all a learning curve. That's you know, you know she's good with the bad. Yeah, she has a long career ahead of her as well. And uh, you you and I have been uh, speaking, off, speaking off air, I suppose, uh, 
you know, over the last couple of months, uh, you're trying to raise money and, and kind of uh, upgrade facilities around Roscommon or in, in Roscommon Town for for athletes around the county and different things like that. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Well, what we're trying to do is just trying to get, you know, the, the what we really need is a track in town. You yeah. know, um, the size the size of county, I think it's important, you know, a facility is needed. It's, yeah. It really is a must, you know, and it will be a beneficial to everybody. So at the moment, that's kind of our plan is we're trying to just get it up and running, you know, put the work in, you know, it'll be a beneficial to everybody down the line, you know. That's it. And I mean, like, you know, even, even if there's some sort of, uh, you know, fundraisers and maybe even kind of like grants out there. What's it like trying to get grants? It must be kind of hard nowadays get, getting grants for these kind of things. But there are, uh, I suppose, you know, Athletics Ireland are, are very good in that, in that uh, you know, in, in investing in the in the uh, the future of athletics uh, in Roscommon, but also around the county. It's great to see it, but it's kind of, you know, how how, how do you go about uh, raising money or getting these grants? But also, I think a lot of them, you have to kind of, you have to raise your own funds as well and, you know that that's uh, that, that that takes a lot of uh, sorting out as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yes, you will get grants from Athletics Ireland and Sports um, Partnership and all those other organisations, but but it's small money. It's small yeah. money, you know. Um, I know it all adds up, but um, yeah, there'll be have to be a lot of fundraising and a lot of work done. But please, God, we'll get there. Please, God. And have you got any plans for any fundraisers coming up in the in, in the future? Not at the moment. Not at the moment yeah. now, but yeah, we'll keep you updated on them. That's it. And I suppose just to finish off on this note, uh, with regards to any kids out there that aren't involved in athletics at the moment, but would like to get into it, like having seen the likes of Holly and other kids doing well in community games and uh, you know their clubs, how do they go get? How do they go about registering or getting involved in their local club? Um, well, all the clubs there all have Facebook pages and they'll all have contact details. You have a club now, as I said, you have uh, Suck Valley, um, which is out the Fjordy Castle Coot area. Um, you have Roscommon AC, which is up and running um, very strong at the moment and great to see. It's flying at big numbers. Um, and that's held in the town. Then you have Reeside um, out in the Parkery. Uh, great club, big numbers again. And then you have Lockery AC down Lanes Reside. So there, there's a good catchment area like for, for, for the county itself. You know, that's a lot of clubs. Um, so, yeah. And again, if they want to just give it a go, the old community game still is a good start. That's it. And uh, that's where it starts. So listen, thanks very much, uh, Siobhan. Have made it. Time out thanks to you, do... No problem at all uh, for doing that at Roscommon, Athletic, Roscommon County Athletics. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Please, God. No. Thanks, Aidan. Thanks very much. That was Siobhan, Thank you. That was Siobhan Carroll. And uh, we we're just discussing all things athletics in Roscommon. To this week's Castlery Cavaliers uh, basketball podcast with myself, Aidan Rafferty. And of course, as always, player coach Thomas Callan. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Are you well? I'm good, Aidan. Thanks for having me back. Looking forward to. Uh... Catching you up on all um all our basketball activities over the last while. Yeah, and uh, and uh, from what we were saying, from what you were saying off here, it has been a very successful uh, weekend or last few weeks uh, for all three teams, which is great. But I suppose uh, we'll start off with the uh, with with the men's team. You got into a shield competition, but uh, could you take us through the, the that match on Saturday uh, that got you into the final? Uh, yeah, so we finished fifth in the league just by one game. So 
we were uh, we left ourselves with too much to do I think through the league season and uh, despite turning it around and pulling it back we just missed out by that one game that one win um, uh, I think Tony Gall finished fourth with nine wins and um, we had eight so uh, we just missed out but you know we said you know we deserve the way we turned around we kind of felt we deserved a bit of silverware and that was our approach to the weekend uh, the top four um, weekend was held in Mohill and first and foremost I'd like to just shout out and thank everybody down in Mohill um, they hosted last year as well and this year and they always do a great job um, you know uh, the gym up there is um, they got it done up there um, I think it was before last year's top four anyway and uh, you know they're always well organised uh, they're great communicators you know I, we were messaging um, some contacts before the weekend to make everything make sure everything was ready and a uh, bit so another great job on my mohill so thanks to everybody down there for being such uh, welcoming hosts so uh, yeah we went down the men were playing a semi-final we had to play Longford Phoenix on um, Saturday and um, you know it's always tough going into a weekend where you know if you win you're playing the following day so thankfully we were able to uh, uh, pull away in that one for a big enough win I think it was an 89-66 in the finish but you know, I feel, I suppose the scoreline doesn't really reflect the first half of that one because it was actually a close game up until halftime. Um, I was scoring well. Um, uh, Joe Fleming was going well in the post. We had David Quinn going well. So um, we were missing Sean McDermott as well. So maybe we were missing a bit of that intensity. I gave Daryl Lowry the start um, in Sean's absence and he did well as well. He was solid on the ball um, and scored a few points as well. So um, right up to halftime, I know Longford... Um, in kind of the later parts of the season, I've been bringing a lot of their <clears throat> their um, under-19s. And they have a lot of athleticism and talent there. But I just think our experience, particularly down low in the post, and, um, you know, just I think their lack of uh, uh, experience maybe defending, um, you know, uh, uh, gave us the initiative. Um, especially Michael Henry came on in the third quarter and he had a brilliant game. You know, I led scores. I had 20 or 22 points, but Michael came in just for the second half and he had 16 points. You know, he was he was just a bit too fast, a bit too cute for them. He got fouled on a lot of his shots and was able to get the two points and then get that bonus free throw as well. Um, you know, so I think Michael's introduction off the bench in that second half really uh, propelled us on to, um, uh, to, uh, on to the big win. You know, I think once we stretched the lead a bit, um, the Longford heads kind of went down and uh, we were able to stretch it out. And, you know, it was a great team win. Frank Hester was back available. He came in for good minutes. He got a few baskets. Michael Callahan was there as well, got good minutes, uh, got a few baskets as well. I think he hit a corner three at one stage, but the ref gave him a two-pointer, so his foot must have been on the line. But Michael still insists it was a three. So, um, And Taddy Corsulis got in for minutes as well. Um, and I think it was a good team win, and it was good uh, to just bring that spirit into the final on the Sunday, the Shield final to get through. Um, and it was also good to be able to, you know, we were fortunate enough to get the lead. We were able to rest a few guys because I know, well, me and David Quinn had to play a football match then that afternoon. So we were busy. So thankfully we were able to get a bit of rest and, and just be prepared for the final then on the Sunday. 
That's it. And I, I suppose, you, you know, you, you just listed there uh, some of the great positives, uh, which which was great. And I mean, when you when you consider, like, obviously you were saying you had a, you, you had a, another match, a, a game match uh, after that or whatever. And, uh, you know, not much of a turnaround. I mean, you're playing Saturday and Sunday. Then you'd, if you have other things on as well, I mean, that, that can take a lot out of you. Uh, you know, especially ahead of a, a ahead of a final when you you know prepare for a final, you know you you want to prepare right, but because of the turnaround, you don't probably get to do the preparation, put in the preparation that you'd like to do. But uh, because I mean, you know, do you play the same team that you put that that won the game on Saturday going into Sunday? Do you arrest what? Do you arrest certain players? What players do you do you arrest and what players do you bring in? There's a lot of decisions made to be made, and then you know uh, ahead of a final like that because you want to win it. Um, so, could you take us through all that? Um, yeah, you know, and I know Sean McDermott wasn't available for the semi-final, and then he was playing with Western Gales as well on that Saturday evening. So, um, and uh, I think me and David Quinn played at the full sixty minutes of our football matches, so the legs were a bit depleted going into uh, uh, Sunday. But um, I think we're lucky enough, you know, to have players that can come in and take minutes that we can trust, um, particularly in that semi-final. You know, obviously, Danny Darcy, our captain, um, he's kind of come off the bench a bit more this year, but he's just so solid, especially in like a top four weekend where it's, you know, he a bit of experience. He's just solid. He won't let the occasion get to him. Um, you know, he'll still make good decisions. And down in Mohill as well, where the gym, the atmosphere does be pretty loud. Um, or it's good to have boys who can come on and be solid in the face of that and just, um, you know, the rotation is always healthy with us. Um, going into the final then, you know, we were actually missing David Quinn as, as it turned out, which was a big hit for us because Mohill, we were playing Mohill in the final, the home team, their home venue. So, um, and we knew they were going to be physical. They're always just hardy, hardy men and uh, they have three very talented players and then just an added squad, you know, who are well able just to rebound, compete, and they can finish their layups. So they've got support players there that all that make it really difficult. Um, just physically, they compete for every loose ball, and you've know you've played a game when you play Mohill. So to be missing David Quinn, who's probably been our, you know, our kind of physical leader. You know, he's a he's a machine under the boards, and he's so big, strong, and competitive that. Uh, it was always going to be a, a big hit for us to be missing David. But um, we went into the Mohill game and um, I I said, look, it's Joseph Henry. He was going to have to start inside. Him and Joe Fleming in the absence of the winner. And, uh, you know, it turned out for the best. Joe Fleming had, I think, 10 or 12 points in the first quarter. And then Joseph Henry went on to have about 22 points in the final. And he won MVP. So, um, you know, we managed well enough, I think. I said it before the game to the boys. I was like, obviously, you look around, you, you notice Quinner's missing from the huddle. So I said, we're all, we're all going to have to put a shift in here and make up for it. And I think we did that. You know, I don't think we were out-rebounded or outworked or, um, you know, bullied off the ball at all. Um, so and I, and I'm really proud of the boys for that because, you know, Mohill at home is a, is a tough ask. And, uh, you know, the final was a very scrappy affair. The final score was only... 56-55 which is fairly <clears throat> kind of a low score but it was uh, I think all the supporters there and the whole gym were <clears throat> thoroughly entertained by it because it was so physical so scrappy um, and it had moments of class as well 
uh, particularly from Joseph on our side, Joseph Henry. And on their side, Beaker McGuinness was having a monster game before he fouled out. Um, unfortunately for him, Keane McGuinness, I think we got a stroke of luck with Keane. Um, <clears throat> he rolled the ankle in the game, so he had to go off. So, um, And he was having a good game. He was shooting the three well. But, um, you know, we, and we wish Keane well in his recovery. I've been talking to him since, and there's nothing broken in his ankle. So um, we wish him a speedy recovery. I think we got a stroke of luck when he um, unfortunately went out injured. Um, so I think later on it was left to Tyg Mulligan on their side to really try and um, uh, come out and lead his team. But, um, you know, we, we sat into a one three one zone that really worked well, I think, and um, gave him a tough time. Uh, so uh, And we survived in the end. I think we were up by 10 points at one stage in the fourth, but um, they just hit a few big shots and brought it back to one point. But we survived in the end and held on. It was a real scrappy game I think I I think I I scored well this season but I think I only had six or seven points um I think the legs were given out a bit after the weekend but um the boys really stepped up obviously I mentioned we we spotted our advantage was inside with Fleming and Joseph Henry and uh you know they stepped up massively and again there was big minutes for Danny Darty off the bench you know he really uh, proved his worth uh, he always does it on the top four weekend just to steady the ship and give us just that extra option of just solid on the ball decision making and Daryl Lowry as well. There's of course some great pictures from the weekend from Stefan from he's from uh, Sheelan Photography. There's one picture of uh, Daryl Lowry getting on the floor. There's about three Mohill books around him and Lowry's on the floor holding on to the ball for dear life. So I think that really uh, Mohill really drove the best out of us in terms of our competitiveness um, and just our fight. And we were uh, fortunate enough, but uh, to come out with the one point win. But I think. We deserved it when you look at the league and how we turned it around. Um, you know, Mohill were never going to hand us the win in that Shield final. Um, they were the last people who were ever going to hand us a win. But I think um, the way we've turned the season around and the way boys have focused up, I think um, it's their just desserts for, uh, you know, sticking at it and turning the season around like we did. Sid, and I mean, you, you know, that that is the one, one of the pleasing things. Uh, you know, we'd be, we'd be actually do, doing... Uh, uh, a podcast next week on uh, reflecting on the season as a whole for all three teams the the men's the girls and the boys uh, under 16 team as well but uh, you know for i suppose you know you know i suppose my new things are little things that you can reflect on and bring into next season what are what are the things that maybe happened this season that you you feel you can benefit from next season and take in the, the positives for next season. And, you know, I suppose that that will help you to, as balls come out of the traps early um, uh, season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose the last two seasons we've actually had shaky starts. So, um, yeah, it'll just be that focusing on trying to um, keep the tone rolling over. I know it'll be hard after the summer break, but just set the tone and kind of being aware that, um We've beaten everybody in the league this year, besides obviously the undefeated Ballina, um, who won the cup, their top four cup as well. So they've gone the whole league and playoffs undefeated. But um, you know we've beaten everybody else at least once. So just knowing that when we are on our game and if we can, you know, get our defense sorted out early and you know meet our standards that we know we can have uh, on defense and just the work rate. Um, and we can meet those standards and play to that level early on in the season. Uh, hopefully, like we can get a few more wins in that first half of the season uh, than we have the last two. And it'll hopefully put us in a stronger position 
to secure a top four spot or even compete for the league. Yeah, that's it. Because I suppose you know, if you can keep the core of this of this squad together for next year, that would be brilliant. And I suppose another bonus, if 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 it does happen, is you know, if there's a, a few additional players as well, just to just to give that kind of extra blend, or that you know, the, maybe give that bit of maybe strength and depth next season that you maybe haven't had this season, or w- would you say you had that this season compared to last season? What what are your thoughts on that angle? Yeah, definitely. You know, every year we're kind of there's welcome new guys in. Um, you know, uh, this year, um, this year actually, the last two years we've kind of had the same panel. Um, but obviously, it's key Darryl as well, Lowry isn't it? Had, yeah, yeah. Daryl Lowry had joined that, and Toddy had joined that. But they're so present and always there. Um, it feels like they've been around for like years, as long as the rest of us. So, um, you know, the core is obviously important, um, and the camaraderie, I think. Um, is strong, you know. I think there was a few moments during the final there that was a bit of giving out to each other. Um, I think Joseph Henry wasn't happy with a Joe Fleming pass decision at one stage, but you know we're close enough and we've been on the road long enough. Our big boys, we they were able to get over it fairly quick and focus on the next play. So I think that culture of just uh, being so used to each other and being able to talk to each other and with a bit of heat behind us in big moments and just be able to, being able to get over it. Um, and be mature about it. I think that's a very strong facet of our team. And like I said, you know, you never know who might be around, who um, we often get messages on the Facebook page or Joe calls or somebody will get my number and be looking to play a bit of basketball. So you never know what the summer holds. And um, But hopefully, yeah, uh, I'll be looking forward to being back next year um, with hopefully the same core because um, it's, a, it's a privilege to play with the boys and, um, you know, I enjoy every second of it. And I suppose you know, looking at the other teams, we we be talking about the the ladies, uh, the ladies team and the and the under sixteen boys, and they did well. We'll be talking about them in a second. But I suppose looking at the under sixteen boys, are there any lads like because you know, even though they're uh, they're young lads, they've had great experience this year, obviously with the college being in being in uh, in an All Ireland and things like that. But I suppose there's a are there any kind of co- I know like there's a big difference between playing under sixteen and playing. Playing that, uh, playing first team basketball. But are there any lads that you know, even if you had them in the squad and they were there thereabouts and seeing how, I suppose, how preparation is and all that, and maybe grow into the squad? Are there any lads that, that maybe you think you might be bringing into the squad for next year, even just to have maybe as cover or just to get make the young lads, certain players, um, give them an idea of how of what it's like to play to play at that level. Yeah, definitely. Um, I spoke. We've spoken to a few of the lads just about maybe coming on the training panel, um, and just being being able to come because usually at training we'll talk a bit. We might run through a defense or an offensive set, and then we'll just play kind of ten minute games, um, scrimmage and you know so and mix up the teams a bit. And I'm talking obviously our guy Joseph Botton, um, you know, and Jamie Dowd as well, Kevin Hester as well, maybe. Um, you know, we, we, it's it's kind of tough, you know, because you have to kind of mind. You have to be you have to be physically able for it, but also technically able for it. Because you know, if you're te- you, you'll be able to, you know, being it, knowing how to play basketball is probably the best way to stay out of an injury or stay out of contact. You don't want, you know, like for example, like Kevin Hester is not the biggest or strongest, but his ball control and his body control means he'll be able to, like, you know, he's not going to be coming down the court at pace, out control and go head first into another body or something, you know. So it's just that balance of skill level and physicality that you really want to mind 
with bringing lads up. But then I always say, I we mentioned to them um, kind of halfway through the year that they might be looking at training with the senior Cavs team next year. And some of them are like, Jesus, I don't know. So but it's part of their development, like, then, um, you know. Yeah, because I told them, like, me and Joseph Henry have been playing senior basketball since we were, like, third year TY as well. So, you know, it's not a big deal. And obviously we had TJ um, and DeMontis with us kind of this year and that kind of played a few games trained when they were around um, and TJ was with us the year before as well and he's when he was in fifth year and sure not that much bigger or stronger than the likes of Joe Botton or Jamie Dowd um, so definitely we'll be trying to filter a few of the lads in and you know like you said it'll be it's part of their development as well and it'll up their standards and um, it'll make them better as well as they go into their kind of the rest of their school career and their underage career so um, yeah we'll definitely be looking at a lot of the boys, um, but the names I've just mentioned there, Jamie, Dowd, um, Joseph Botton, Kevin Hester are three that we'd definitely be looking to uh, involve in the year to come. That's great. And moving on to the girls team, they've had an equally good weekend as well. Or you know, So could you take us through that? Yeah, so the girls finished fifth as well. Um, you know, um, I suppose it was a bit upset. We were supposed to play Boyle in our last league fixture. And if we'd beaten them, we would have gone into fourth. But the time just ran out. You know, there was a bit of fixture congestion. Um... Hello, everyone. How are you doing? And you're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery. And uh, the show is, as always, kindly sponsored by Best Drive here. We'd like to thank them for their best, for their, their kind sponsorship. Well, it's, it's been a, a great weekend, a great week, I suppose, for for Roscommon GA in a lot of ways. Uh, Roscommon winning on Sunday. Then the, um, I suppose, the Convent of Mercy then doing well uh, yesterday in uh, the uh, senior, the senior ladies football final down in Nina against... Uh, Mount Hawk from uh, Tralee, and then uh, they're uh, they're on the fourteen side winning again, winning today as well. So that's great. And uh, to take us through uh, through all those, uh, we have former Roscommon goalkeeper Ray Lannan on the line. Hello, Ray. How are you? Are you well. Good, Ed. Thanks very much. Not too bad. Great to have you on board as always. Yeah. So, like I said, there plenty to talk about, and it's all it's all good news, uh, which which is great, and uh, it's been a positive season, I suppose, for GA and Roscommon uh, so far. Uh, and the the under twenty ones are the under twenties are starting next week as well in the championship against Sligo. Sligo, I suppose, will be the um, the favourites. But I suppose we we, we better give uh, a special mention, like I said, to uh, all the, the to both teams in uh, the Comet of Mercy and Roscommon, uh, the the under fourteens and the senior team winning the football titles. That's great, and of course that adds to uh, all the all the other titles they've won. Uh, they're really having great success this season in uh, in the Comet of Mercy. Yes, yeah, and the credit to the the, the players, the team, uh, the management, the school staff and uh, the principals and everybody involved with the Conference of Mercy because it takes a unified effort to win any championship. It's not just the team or the players or individuals. It takes the whole, if you like, um, institution pulling in the same direction. Same for any club or county or anything like that. It takes a lot of effort from a lot of people behind the scenes as well as the players and management and, and trainers and coaches on the field. So you have to get great credit in from the top down in the school because it just shows the ethos of excellence is there in the school in terms of the sporting prowess and everything else with it as well and, and it stands to it signs on it in to win the senior and under 14 and that's not a coincidence um, you know two two championships in the one week it's amazing and uh, you have to give credit in primarily obviously to manager David O'Reilly and backroom staff the players as well Ashley and Handy you know got a lot of uh, 
great um, attention on the media during the week with her wonderful, wonderful story. And, yeah, you know, so she's an inspiration, isn't impact, she? You know. Yeah. But, but you have to give credit, Aidan, to the school and the staff and everybody because, it, it, as I said, it's a unified effort. It, it takes a lot of effort from a lot of people uh, on the field and off the field. So great credit. And I'm sure everybody in Roscommon joins with us in congratulating uh, the Convent of Mercy in, in their brilliant achievements this week. That's it, and well done uh, once again. And of course, yeah, uh, Ashley Hanley, there uh, a, a very inspirational uh, young girl. And of course, you you know she she's uh, and she she's still very young, and she's still on the uh, she's also on the Roscommon ladies team as well. So she has plenty she has plenty to plenty to to do as well. And uh, moving on then to the men's game, and the the under twenties are out next week against a very hotly tipped uh, Sligo side. You know that you know these are a lot of these lads are from the minors a couple of years ago. We were. We were at that game um, against Roscommon, the Connor final. You know, some very serious footballers, including the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper was very good that day as well. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough test there, there for Roscommon. But I suppose you know, if you want to if if you want to win things, you have to beat the best. Exactly, and you know, when we're talking on the show, we're never really complacent or expecting Roscommon to win matches. We always say, let's hope that the team can perform, can do justice to itself, and and. Uh, Make make sure that what they've done in, in training, everything else, is, is is left on the field. There's no regrets, and let's hope the team goes out next week against Sligo and puts in a performance that's able to get us coming over the line and into a championship final. Um, and I come back to Sligo, Aidan. They're probably the form team at underage level in Connacht yeah. over the last two to three years. That under seventeen final we were at two years ago, it wasn't a fluke. Sligo were really really good. They're really good players there. Uh, strong down the middle. They're a very good goalkeeper. And a couple of good forwards. I think it was Marin was the guy in, 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 in the forwards. He was he scored about eight or nine points that kind of final. So it wasn't the fluke that they beat us that day, and it wasn't the fluke that they won the under twenty last year either. Aidan. I know they yeah. beat Mayo four four to I think it was uh, one twelve one twelve. Like it beat them by a point with a last minute goal. But any team that can score four goals in a kind of final, Aidan, you can't yeah. say they don't deserve to win it. So like they're coming into this final this, year, this championship this year's tie goal. With, with those two championship victories under their belt, you know, the under 20 and under 17 over the last two years. And added to that, Aidan, St. Attractus of uh, Tobacoria, the Connacht Senior B schools champions, and Summerhill of Sligo were, are the Connacht Senior A. Like, they beat Clare Galway of Galway. And uh, they were beaten all right heavily in the All-Ireland final. So you have, you have a lot of players to pick from from Sligo. But at the same time, we're common to some very good players, Aidan. You know, they were very experienced team and having beaten Mayo and beaten Galway there two years ago in the minor and then be caught was it was a big disappointment to the players because everybody expected to win but it was like everything else anybody can win a final and, and Sligo just on the evening it was a wet evening like this evening and they just played really well Sligo and Roscommon just couldn't get maybe you know the extra couple of scores to, to get us over the line but Roscommon team that even played really well as well you know Luke Hester and these guys you know a couple of lads from the Gales there um, they were brilliant but with young Flaherty as well so so we're just unlucky on the night, Aidan. And with Roscommon and Sligo now underage, I think you can go either way. Yeah. But I hope that Roscommon will have enough, Aidan. But uh, as, as, as always, if they're in for a battle, it'll be a battle to beat Sligo, but Roscommon are well capable of doing that. Let's hope they do. That's it. And moving on to uh, the, the another story for the weekend, uh, Roscommon really signed off on a positive note uh, with a 21-point, 9-point victory over a, a very, a very very poor, it has to be said, uh, Donegal side. You know, it's great to have the victory and all that. We, we, you know, we were kind of a bit, bit iffy, but when you when you look at Donegal's form, you know, they, they, they were kind of there for the taking. But as you said, you don't know what sort of uh, what sort of Donegal team would... Um, 
will, will turn up on the day. But I mean, you know, from from a Donegal point of view, there's a lot of worrying aspect, a lot of things to worry about ahead of the championship. But uh, you know, it, it's good to, for for Scotland to end uh, the season, the uh, league on a, on a positive note with a a very a very convincing win. Now, the the thing I, I think I might have said it to you there last week. Um, you know, Roscommon are heading into this. Uh, you know that they're off this weekend, and that, that so they'll have uh, a bit of time to, um, you know, rest any players with niggling injuries, and uh, maybe you know a couple of different training sessions or light training sessions because they don't want players to be injured. Um, you know, so you know from that point of view, they they, they might be fresher. But then would, would Mayo be better for having that extra game, this game against Galway? You know, it's, it's it makes for an intriguing final because who who would have the advantage or is there an advantage uh, come Sunday week? It's a double-edged sword for Mayo. Isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. uh, because, because it's great to have the game a week out, but at the same time, if they win the league final, history is against Mayo in terms of winning league finals and playing with Scotland the week after. We spoke before about 1970, 2001, 2019, what happened? Mayo won the league final and Roscommon beat them in the first round of the Connor Championship. So, like, we're all rooting for a Mayo victory on Sunday. Uh, that's the truth. You know, I hope Mayo win it because it's very difficult to come down from winning the league final and playing the championship match the following week. I don't, I don't, you know, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Because there's that sense of satisfaction in winning silverware. And you see, even like in, in England, with somebody, the teams win the, the League Cup, you know, like the Carling Cup or whatever, like the United got there a few weeks ago. The, poor, the form was very poor for a few weeks after. I remember Birmingham City years ago, they won the Carling Cup in February, beat Arsenal, and they were doing pretty well in the league, but never won the league game afterwards. So it's very difficult to win a cup mid-season and then turn around and, and build yourself up for a championship straight away. So I think from Mayo's point of view, or Galway's point of view, it's a really it's more so for Mayo a double-edged sword because if the win gets human nature, you get excited, you're in Crow Park winning a national trophy. It's hard psychologically to get come down from that straight away. So I'm yeah. hoping Mayo wins Sunday from a Roscommon point of view but uh, it should be a good game between Roscommon and or Mayo and Galway but Aidan coming back to Roscommon's performance of the great credit to the team yeah. and the management they were Absolutely. fantastic and and uh, Joe what I think about today County Board and the people that that appointed these guys I think they did a great job I think we got a great management team and if you juxtapose that with the Donegal situation and their management team unfortunately decent people lovely people but it just didn't work out and yeah. they're in totally disarray so Roscommon have got in a really top-class management team. They've, they've galvanised the whole squad. Everybody's getting behind them, rooting behind them, Aiden. Like, who would have thought you'd see 14,000, 15,000 fans at a the old league match? Yeah, exactly. And that's, all, that's, a, that's a testament to the team that we have on the field at the moment. And it's a testament to the way they're playing it and the way they're fighting and they're giving everything for the jersey. And that's all we can, you can ask for. If the team goes out in the field and performs in the blue and yellow jersey to the best of their ability... And over this league campaign, the team have been a credit. Really enjoyed watching them. Like you could say, maybe there was only one game where we were a little bit disappointed. That was the Monaghan game. But yeah. outside of that, the team were great. In every single match, they performed as a team. They showed grit, determination and uh, fortitude. And all those matches did to come back in difficult situations. When the pressure came on and when the chips were down, where Scommon had the resilience and the, and, and, and the wherewithal, to drag themselves back into the game, such as like the Mayo game and the Kerry game, and almost got results at the very end. So let's hope we can keep this going in the in the in the championship. Aiden. And I think they will. I think this. I, I think everybody thought Roscommon would do well for a couple of games, and then we'll we'll sort of taper off. But no, the same consistency of performance and commitment is being shown by the team in all of the games. And let's hope that that continues. 
and it's a great time to be a common supporter and they've done as proud so far in the league they've got 8 points in and I think that's probably the best league performance Roscommon have had in my opinion since 2001 when John Tobin was managing they were excellent that year as well and we won the Connacht Championship and let's hope that that, that, that form continues in into the championship into the Connacht Championship and onwards later on in the year That's it and I mean like with regards to consistency you know this this uh, 15 there, there hasn't really been that much many changes from the start in 15 throughout the league it's been you know more or less that the players you would have thought of maybe a couple of new ones as well uh, that have come in obviously Ben O'Carroll Dara Craig you know these are all new fellas uh, Connor, Connor Carroll as well um, yeah like I mean the it's hard to know. It's going to be interesting now. The uh, the starting fifteen against Mayo in, in on Sunday week. Um, you know, will will it be kind of more or less the same fifteen there thereabouts that has been through the league? You, you kind of have to think that maybe you know he was playing his cards close to his chest on this one. Um, I I, it's going to be exciting to see what sort of fifteen he puts out onto the field. I think the order first fifteen, Ed, and I think if, if Kieran McEwen had been fit throughout the league, I think yeah. he'd be starting now, and hopefully he'd be back for the championship. You know. I think He's a player that really adds to the common attack, you know, and, uh, and Donny Smith as well will come back in. Maybe they're looking at Donny as impact stuff, but these guys have really come back well. Like David Murray has played well this season. Cox has had a great couple of games as well, Aidan, you know. Tiger Rourke is out it. injured as well now, so, I mean, yeah. uh, who's going to be with him? Who, who do you think for midfield uh, to uh, to replace him? Well, I heard Eddie Rowland's on his way back, you know, yeah. I've, I've heard that, you know, so hopefully he'll be back and the Tiger Roll could be alright hopefully Aidan a very important player is needed back at Conor Daly as well yeah and absolutely arguably in Roscommon cleared the league you know he was he was tremendous in the, in the in the league so far as has Brian Stack and Lyle Daly the whole team they couldn't really fault Aidan any of the team or the way they played the work they gave everything you know, and all you, it's just a joy to see Roscommon team playing as a unit giving everything in all the matches and being very competitive any team that came up against us this year knew they had to fight to win a game or to get something out of it and like Tyrone Armagh Galway you know, Roscommon, you know, putting great performances in to win those games. Donegal, let's face it, the team had to play what was in front of them, and that's the old cliche. And they, 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 that's what you expect a good team to do: is to, is, is to, uh, to, to, um, you know, pick apart a team that's in disarray. And Roscommon did that last Sunday in a very professional manner, Aidan, yeah. and, and showed their quality because it would have been easy to sort of take your eye off the ball there and say we're up against a poor team and be dragged down to that. But no, Roscommon played great football, took their point reeled off 21 scores Aidan 20 of them for play what a, what a great performance but let's get carried away bigger fish to fry now we're into yep. the championship Mayo is there it's a massive game and uh, let's hope that um, they can bring that league consistency into the championship and I'm, I, I'm, I have great confidence I think the fans Aidan Rakama fans have great belief now and faith in this team justifiably and, uh, yeah absolutely yeah. There, it's, you know there have been you, look, you think about when have we been as consistent as that? It's a while, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's great. It's great. It's great to see the team um, bringing the joy to the fans and, and putting, bringing the, making, you know, bringing the fans out to, to watch them, like the Mayo game made in fifteen thousand in the league. It was tremendous to be at that game. You know, great game mm. of football. The only thing 